Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, hustlers. We know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business, or let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you, introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute drowning in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash payroll starter monthly 5k. If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. The Hustle Share podcast is brought to you by PDAC. PDAX is a homegrown cryptocurrency exchange that offers the best rates among local cryptocurrency exchanges. Download the PDAX app now on the Google Play Store, App Store, or Huawei App Gallery. Start trading Bitcoin, Ethereum, and other cryptocurrencies for as low as 50 pesos by signing up on podlink.co slash hustlesharepdax. Also powered by Podmachine the simplest way to grow and edit your podcast. Sign up now at podmachine.com and use the code HUSTLESHARE to get one free edit. It was hard. We always try our best when, whenever we make a game. When it's out, you know, the data will always tell you the truth. Uh, you just have to really have a lot of grit. Believe in your team. Pray to God that, you know, something happens. <laughs> Welcome to HUSTLESHARE. The podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences, but that our hustles are very much alike. Now here's your host, Ronster Beitiong. Welcome to the latest episode of the Share Podcast. We are with one of them, Web3 folks again, but now it's not just Web3, it's Web3 as we speak is such a wide horizon, but if you're going to zero in... We're talking about an OG in the gaming industry, again, uh, but also who's now creating a new play-to-earn game that's purely Filipino-based. 
But without further ado, let's welcome the founder and CEO of Alito Legends, Mr. James Chua. Hello, hello everyone. All Thank right. you, Ron, for inviting me. Hello. It's not just you that we invited. It's also all the Anitos that are, <laughs> you know, in the spiritual world that are with you. So, James, again, um, amazing job that you guys have done. And uh, we, we, I think I've sneak peeked you guys since last year here. Yeah. Um, but now it's a very opportune time why we are here in Hustle Share because aside from obviously the game is in a way better position now to, to go live. You're doing your token sales, right? right. So if you want a piece, if you want a piece of this game, now's the best time. But before I get carried away, James, I need to ask you the million-dollar question, James. What's your hustle? Ah, uh, my hustle is building this uh, new Web three company uh, from basically ground up uh, and learning along the way, of course, with my partners. Um, and trying to finally launch uh, Anito Legends sometime in June. Yeah. And that has been um, really been the thing that has been occupying my time mostly. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So you've been a gamer all your life and all that, but I need yes. to also understand uh, how you started out, how you fell in love with Jamie and how the, uh, the, the spirit of the Anito called entrepreneurship Entered your life. <laughs> what a what a deep question, Ron. Yes, but before that, <laughs> I need you to buckle up first because we're gonna have to ride the hustle share time machine. Oh, you're not the only one in futuristic fancy. Okay, there you go. All right, so we're all the way back. I want to understand, James. Okay, so yes. I don't know what a, it, this this is pure coincidence because one of the the OG daddies. Of gaming in the Philippines, Niel the Gondon of Anino. Yeah. Uh, Anino, Anito, I don't know what it is. Uh, maybe the next one is Animo already. <laughs> Why do all the gaming <laughs> companies sound all the same? Oh, Anino Games, man, was here a couple of weeks ago. And at the end of the day, he said that he just loved games as a player. And yeah. I want to understand what was that infatuation or that deep love or passion. Uh, start uh, right. and how did that uh, turn out to you? And eventually, um, the the first few things you did uh, to really double down on your passion. Right. So, well, I started gaming at a fairly young age. Um, okay. My parents bought me my first family computer when I was like <laughs> <laughs> four That's or five years old. Yep. <laughs> so, so that's how it started. Late um, 80s, maybe for sure. Oh, yeah, okay. 80, 1982. Oh, right. Yeah, and then from there on, it it never really left my life. Uh, it it was basically a hobby. Um, but it really got serious. Parang I found out that it, you know, games was more than just like throwaway entertainment. Uh, I realized this when I was in high school college that you know okay they they provide deeper experiences um playing all those especially those jrpgs final fantasy 8 9 uh, etc they provide such deep experiences that you know that's basically how i fell in love with gaming and and never really stopped um and actually when the internet came and you know multiplayer games came out i met a lot of uh friends and forged a lot of good friendships through gaming 
Um, one of my partners, si JV Fernandez, yep. I met him purely online. Wow. Um, Which game? Uh, we play, We first played Guild Wars. It was an old wow. MMO wow. <laughs> during the early 2000s. Um, mm. And from there, we, we, we you know, talked and, and, and basically formed our friendship. Met met in offline, met in, re, in, the, in real world. Yeah. And then, tuloy-tuloy na until he, I invited him to come join us for the company and Help us with the marketing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and when I started the company, it's called it was called Pixel Kit. We wanted to make mobile apps, basically outsourcing kami for for mobile mm. apps. But the the main the main vision was to really make uh, games in the future. I mean, if you're sustainable, nine of course, you know. Yeah. Your own IP. Um, yeah, our own IP, and then, mm. ayun, uh from there on. Uh, I met other good partners like uh, Eric Eric Garayblas. Yeah, he's the OG of one of the OGs of the game development. Also, so so we partnered with him. There you go. But uh, uh, I'll just go all the way back a little bit more, okay? Because a um, couple of things that gamers or gaming entrepreneurs that I've seen do is that they they didn't realize this until they're older. But gaming, especially if you're playing RPGs, you know, uh, depends on what they're flavor is if you're first first person shooter then you have to be really reactive and you need right. to, be, to be you know uh nimble in how you deal with the cards that you're dealt with right whether right. you're a terrorist or a counter terrorist <laughs> and whatnot right? right um or if you're doing rpg it's really problem solving and really having a long-term game plan what were those things you think you learned early on that eventually in the gaming sphere that that translated well eventually and how did you realize that oh shoot i'm good at this because i was pretty good when i was playing cloud strife or <laughs> you know i was playing zidane on ff9 right so right. we're the same age okay so I, these are the same uh games that i played as well but man that was those are countless hours yeah that I'm just lost in that world, but I didn't realize that. Oh, okay, I'm pretty darn good with this. That is, I'm not just doing the normal, um, the normal path. I stray away and you know hunt my chocobos and what. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, what are those things for you? You know, that's a good question. I noticed this parang like video game to real life uh, application. Yeah. Uh, when I was working already with their family business, uh, I like I like to support people. Uh, I don't like to be in front. You're so I usually, tank. yeah, I'm okay. not a tank. So All in right. games, I usually play a support role, okay. be it the healer or uh, even DPS, but you know, on the side. Okay. Um, but yeah, I like I like supporting people. I don't like being in front because me myself, I'm not. A really good gamer. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I, I reserve the people with like the skills that you guys do it, and I'm just here to uh, support you along the way, heal you or give you ammo or whatever. Right. Um, that's that's the thing what I enjoy the most, especially in work. Which is absolutely again translates to work, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you are the type of leader, because all roles are important, in especially in a startup, right? right. You know, you have a you have to have a tank. The tank typically in a startup is the guy that always does the pitches. Yeah. These are the guy that will just freaking destroy tower on tower on tower. Right. I'm more of a tank. So I, I realize that. I, oh. I, I'm at the front of the line. Right. right. 
then you need people also and equally important that are in support because mm. once you blaze through the whole thing, you need to make sure the whole freaking calorie follows through or not. You're going to be ambushed from the back. Right. Uh, and then again, the, the snipers, eventually the long, long range people and, and the whole, the whole gamut. But it's, it's very important that you have that skill because mm. like in any, in every successful startup, there's always the healer, right? <laughs> the glue guy. That keeps everything together because if not, everybody will just unravel. Now, I want to understand, you said you had a family business. Yeah. And I would assume, being the idiot that I am, that you were raised a Phil Achinoy yes. upbringing. Yes. Okay. So this is very unique because I've had so many Chinois uh, go here in uh, Hustle Share, mm. right? And there were indelible lessons and also kind of different and the boxed-in walls that you have to break through to really do what you want. Right. I want to understand how was that like growing up because typically people are asked or, or kids are asked to contribute early or, mm. you know, make bantai Correct. or whatever that yeah. would be. Correct. How was that like, Korean? What were those things you learned? Uh, uh, yeah, as you said early on, I was, my parents had that expectation that, you know, I would carry on the family business, but which was in what industry? If you don't uh, know? we have, uh, we actually grow pigs. Oh. Uh, we have a couple of farms, and we also wow. sell pig-related products. Wow. Okay. So that was actually the yeah the assumption and the expectations. Okay. Um, but I think the company itself is also trying to be a bit more professional. Uh, they they're wanting to have more talent in not just the family. So it was a little easier for me to say, hey, I want to pursue this. Can I do it? And I was given the blessing the man. Nice. So I, I'm very thankful for that opportunity um, because it opened to a lot of doors, especially to, to the things that I really want to do, which is yeah. making video games. That is amazing. But early on, though, I'm pretty sure you kind of didn't have a choice. What were yeah. those things that they exposed you to and that, that you basically learned early on? Early on, it's... Just just because you're the the COO, the child of owner, you can't have things your way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so so there is a lot because I was handling mostly the IT uh, for the company. Oh, okay. So you know, I I had to like really um, manage the other GMs when I say, okay, we need these things for the for the company, this new system, uh, your yeah. new computers, and then of course. You feel the resistance because you know it's out of our budget, and uh, do we really need it? And then I say it's for the long term, and you know, para no headaches in the future. But no, nah, but do we really need it? This yeah. how much? And if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, When I started, we had we had computers from the mid '90s still running, and that was like 2006. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, so it was uh, yeah, all, almost as old as me. <laughs> <laughs> Windows 98 that, yeah. or Vista. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what you would be probably. Mostly it was 98 and then we already were, was in XP. So XP, sorry, yeah. I forgot XP yeah. there. <laughs> so seen, it was a struggle. I've seen governments, government institutions that are still running XP. It's just wow. like, whoa, this wow. still thing too. <laughs> wow, like what the hell? Yeah. Right? You know, throwback. Where is space impact here? I want to yeah. play. <laughs> I don't know, the ping pong, the... The, 
Galaxy Pinball, something like that. Yes, something like that. That was fun. That was fun. I get lost in that stuff too. So, okay. After this, so you, you, have, you now have two passions and again, a forced education towards business, which is unique, right? right. You know, because those things eventually, if you marry those two, you're primed for success. After graduating, was it, were you kind of, you, you went you, to the family business right away or did you have to carve your own path? Because you said you had a blessing. Yeah. Uh, actually, I I started, well, my, my, my dad told me to try to look for work outside first. Yeah. So that's what I did. Uh, I was able to get a job in, um, if, if you remember, Netopia. Yes, Netopia. of course. <laughs> and they had a Open branch. Time, ate. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> they, had, they had a branch called Extreme Gaming Grounds in Promenade. Okay. When it oh, wow. First, Green Hills. Okay. Yeah, in Green Hills. When Promenade was very, very new. I was there during the construction. Wow. So it was, it was basically what, they, what Mineski is right now. They want yes. a high-end uh, gaming uh, gaming land shop. They only knew, right? They were just yeah. so early in the game. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Uh, it was, I, I could see the parallels at the, you know, uh, yeah. the, the concept was for esports and everything. But yeah. esports that back then was very immature. Pa. Yeah. So, but they wanted to do that concept. So I, I managed that, that branch for a while, wow. uh, for a year. Uh, and then after that, I, I left for the family business and stayed there for, for a couple of, Years in, Got it. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Now, after that, was it straight up? Now, the 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 business, which is Pixel Kit, in 2013. Right. Yeah, that's right. Wow. So okay. So you stayed and contributed, and really, your 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 family can't say you didn't help because you stayed there for a while, <laughs> yes, right? Yes, and yes. and and ran that thing. Yeah. But there's a big chasm that you really need to cross. Uh, when now it's your time to be right. not just COO, technically, <laughs> right. but to be a full-blown entrepreneur. Before you even we even talk about how you ran that, what forced you or how was that turning point like? Because typically, I've also seen, you know, like uh, the heirs to a certain mm. business. It's like, okay, mm. I'll, I'll run this. Uh, I'll do some things on the side, but I'll still run it. Mm. But for you to, to really jump out of that, that, that cycle, Hmm. Must have, you know, must have been scary, right? Because uh, it's no, it's not easy, especially if you're you've gotten used to a certain flow. Um, yeah. How was that like, and what triggered it? Uh, it well, when I was in the family business, because it was, like you said, it was re- like already a comfortable position. Um, there's not much for not much room for me to to prove myself anymore um, because, you know, it's, it's the company's already there. It's a little, it's already pretty established. It's as old as me. So, okay. and they're doing fine. Um, and I was basically handling yeah, IT support, which is again on the back end. There's nothing that I can help grow because it's not the revenue making uh, side of, of the business. So that basically triggered it that, you know, I don't want to really just be here being, you know, coming to work being mediocre i want to try to do something uh i, I mean it's scary and it's oh it's a little scary then because i have to tell my parents hey uh, i want to start this thing and in the back of my mind of course 
I also bullshit. assuming they, they would say, no, yeah, it's bullshit. <laughs> what are you going to do? Huh? Make apps? Right. Why? We're going to make apps. Right. You're just going to games that every day. Yes. Uh, every one of us eventually had that. Like, what the hell are you doing? The computer. Yeah. Huh? Right? <laughs> right. There's no money there. Go yeah. outside. Whatever. Yeah. Right. But, okay. How did you overcome that? Because, again, it's usually that point. And there's so many people also that listen to Hustle Share at the moment that are at that pivotal moment where shit i'm in a corporate job or i'm in a family business or i'm doing this but i know i i i want to try it because mm. if i don't you'll never know yeah. but they're probably still not there they're they're just on the edge right. what made you really take the leap um at that time i i saw a lot of indie game developers actually were were, were doing quite well and there was already a lot of support from uh well steam on the pc and uh, right. the app store and the google play store so i thought hey okay self-publishing could be a thing it yeah. could be viable of course i didn't i didn't really dive deep into it but that basically gave me the the courage to to, to go try it out got it and i remember niel i'm sorry i'll just track back that You said prior to mobile gaming, every single game that you had to do was had to had a longer cycle. You had to right. develop it in a CD, and it just took forever. And you can't really do as an indie developer. Um, you're basically dead in the water if you don't have the support or the budgets to really release a game. And then it has a long tail, pa. Mm. Meaning, you know, you'll probably if if you're lucky, you're gonna get a hit. And then the ROI takes forever because it's a long time. Right. But now with with you know mobile games, apps, yeah. Steam especially, uh, and now there's so now Web 3 too, right? Um, mm. Any person can try to have a Flappy Bird right. uh, and uh, and do it. But last question before we take a first break: What was the main inspiration? Because I'm pretty sure there's always inspirations yeah. of indie gamers that made it like. And typically, that's that's also how we do it, right? Uh, as entrepreneurs, like, man, if this guy can do it, I can do it too, right? <laughs> right, what, right. Who was that like? Uh, I'm trying to remember the inspiration, the main inspiration. But I think I read some stories back then on uh, companies like uh, Rovio, who made uh, who made Angry Birds. Angry Birds. See, if you remember, see, um, that guy who made uh, Draw Something. Oh uh, yes, that, that you have yes. to do. Uh, I remember those. Their their uh, their stories were basically the same. That you know they had to make this one last game because after this they have no more runway for for their studio. So yeah, so they were banking on that hit, and um, that basically also gave me the inspiration. Okay, um, you don't really necessarily have to make a game that is going to be a hit your first time. You can make a couple, and then eventually uh, you'll get there. Sounds good. All right, now let's take our first break. And when we come back, we will talk about how you then took the leap on the other side and how eventually that led to creating um, Anito Legends and how you can get involved in what's in this game that we're talking about. We'll talk about that more after the break. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. Calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages. This is your chance to accelerate their growth. Submit your pitch to Impact24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. What's in it for you? How about up to 500,000 pesos in MVP project support, exclusive credits from industry partners, personalized mentoring, and a shot to pitch at SASCON PH, the country's biggest SAS conference this April. But yo, you gotta hurry up because submissions close on January 26, 2024 already. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your startup to new heights. Apply now at saschallenge.ph. That's saschallenge.ph. And good luck and I'll see you guys in Impact 24. We're back from the break. We are still with James Chua, who then told us uh, how he started uh, his own game dev company and how he got um, pushed technically to really take the leap. Now, again, it's all fun and games until now you have to start paying your own payroll and you have to create your own game dev. Because, again, in gaming, like you said prior to the break, that it's a hit or miss kind of thing. If you don't hit it, it's going to be, man, it's going to be sorrowful. Yeah. Sorrowful mysteries. That's what you're going to be getting, right? <laughs> yes. But how was that like when you started that out? And how did you start building your team to create your first few games? Okay. Um, so I mentioned Pixel Kit. Uh, it was focused on making mobile apps. And then yeah. we transitioned to Popsicle Games, uh, which led to a partnership with uh, Eric Caraiblas uh, and my partner, Street Food Tycoon. Yeah, Street Food Tycoon. Uh, and my partner, Pixel Kit then, see si Jed Cruz. So we formed a, we formed a studio uh, with the guidance of Eric because, you know, uh, Street Food Tycoon had 50 million downloads during its yep. heyday. So we were very confident uh, having him on board. And we started creating small and casual games. Uh, the goal back then was to make one game a month. And wow. we were able to hit it. <laughs> it's a very simple games, lang naman, but you know, yeah. it was still a learning process. Yeah. Um, and then eventually, uh, a few years prior, uh, a few years after, uh, we focused on making uh, hyper casual games. What is a hyper casual game? Now, hyper casual game, um, it the peak was, I think, during 2019. And if you noticed games on the top charts uh, in the App Store and the Google Play Store, you uh-huh. see those very simple-looking games. Uh, like, sometimes it's Fall. a ball falling down. You're trying uh-huh. to make it fall down, not, not really fall down through the holes and stuff like that. So, Makes sense. So it's, it's, meant for, it's meant for players who... Meant for 
uh, yeah, meant for players who don't really play games but want to play. So it's That's very, me. very simple. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm stuck in the PS4, PS5 yeah. realm. Eh? I'm a console guy. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's not for you, not for not for me, not for the hardcore gamer, but really yeah. a, a, a massive audience that who are not gamers but want to try to play games. And Got you know, it. That, that was a trend 2019 to 2020. Wow. We were, okay. we were making a lot of hyper cash back then. Got it. But I'll just step back a little bit because I really want to deep dive on how a game company operates. Okay. Right. So 2013 to 2019, that's a long time, 2016. I mean six years, 2016. Yeah. Six years that 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 you need to know. And I want to paint a picture of how the hustle happens in there. Right. Walk me through how a game is conceptualized because there's either two ways, and I kind of heard this a little bit from Niel, that in order for you to afford to create your own games, per se, someone's got to pay the bills, right? right? right. You got to keep the boat afloat because right. if not, you're going to die, right? So <laughs> yes. the, the, the first thing that you really need to, uh, I, I want to find out is was it purely IP games that you did or did you do some game dev to kind of balance it out uh, to make that happen? And then walk me through how a game is created mm. from the core and what type of like people do you need to surround yourself with and whatnot. Right. So in the beginning, to sustain ourselves, uh, we were actually accepting non-game projects. Uh, we, we were doing oh. um, some mobile apps on wow. the side. And then if there is time, uh, we're trying to churn out the games. Uh, thankfully, the games are very simple. So it was yeah. very doable. Mm. Um, and then the game development progress. Actually, it's a very interesting one. Um, yeah. We all sit down, uh, do brainstorming. But to prepare for that brainstorming, of course, we have to look at the trends. We're looking at the top charts, what are doing well, what okay. can we improve on it. Um, then we pitch our ideas. Mm-hmm. And then we start listing them down. And then, okay, is this doable in a month's time? Um, that, that, that's very important, eh? identifying the scope. Um, if you, it's like a sprint per se of how yes, you do correct, it. Correct. Okay. It's, it's very, uh, very inspired from the whole agile method- yes. methodology. Okay. Makes sense. Um, once we've uh, identified the, 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 core, the game core mechanic, uh, basically when the player starts... Uh, and then what does the player do to interact with the game and how it ends? Once that's all listed down and identified, the developer will start prototyping. Uh, there's no no art is done yet. Uh, maybe yeah. if there is very simple or if we have existing art, we just use it so we can prototype in a day or two. Wow. Validate the idea. If it's good, if we think that, you know, okay, this is we're we're on to something. So okay, let's try it. Let's go develop. Mm-hmm. We go full blast one month and then ship it out and, and pray to God that people would download <laughs> and play it. <laughs> no, but the, when you create a game, is there monetization from the get-go right away or not yet? Uh, there is. You can uh, put some uh, ad spots uh, uh, when, whenever the player dies. Uh, usually, that's the, the free Respawn ad, ad spot. Yeah. There. <laughs> yeah. Or watch a video to continue. Uh, right. Those kinds of things. Next level, uh, watch Shopee first. Something like yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, those ad networks that play the the, the stuff that uh, yeah, kind of annoying. And then you kind of can pay if you want a premium experience. Yes. To remove those ads. Right. Okay. Now, couple. Here's a million dollar question that I have. So, it's amazing in principle, 
but I know in reality it's fucking scary as shit. Yeah. Just for all the games that you think you have a good chance when it's just like having a startup, you think, oh my god, this is the best fucking idea in the world. Yes. And then shit hits the pan, nothing happens. Yeah. I want to first understand how you kept the float. Because did you get some funding outside of this or did you bootstrap? Because man, the whole type of your operations would really de- uh, revolve around how much money is on the bank to stay yeah. afloat. Yeah. Right? Right. Just if you run out of that, then I've heard so, so many stories like this that, man, if we didn't do stuff that we didn't want to do, we could have died. What yeah. was that like? So, yeah, as I said, we we accepted some projects uh, that is not related to game dev, but yeah. I felt that this was hurting a little the the, the vision that we want because it's DV. Well, it's it's eating too much of our time to focus on that. Yeah. So thankfully, my dad placed in some money investment. Nice. So okay. that helped Killed us a few bit. pigs. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, you you find pigs. You that that's uh, yeah. that's James's uh, runway right there. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, we were also then after that uh, we were noticed by uh, one of a one of the big hyper casual publishers. Oh wow! Um, and they really they they needed like a development team to help help them prototype ideas that they had because they had so much ideas but nobody to develop it. Got it. So they it's parang yeah they they contracted us to to do to do the to do the ideas and we we were getting paid uh, like a retainer's fee. Uh, we did that for a year uh, and that that really helped us a lot with with our runway. Nice. But unfortunately we couldn't get a, a hit from them. So uh, then they had to let us go. But okay. you know, that that have, that sustained us for quite a while. That's that's great. But again, let's talk hits because uh, just like in startups, right? So probably one in ten would make it. And mm-hmm. right? so you got, really have to have a lot of stamina and grit and a lot yes. of you know um, illogical optimism. I guess sometimes. Yes. It's like oh my god, you have a, you know, but you know, from 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 loss to loss to loss until you find that hit, you really have to plow through, and that. Just like in any type of business, that can be disheartening, right? Um, yes. But let's talk first about how you coped where for every failure. Because for every failure, yeah. that teaches you something. Yeah. But it, in every failure, it gets harder and harder to stand back up. Because the light at the end of the tunnel, there's a big super ego at the back of your head. It's like, maybe it's time to hang it up and just yeah. go back to... The old days, right? Yeah. How did you plow through those? Uh, you know, I during those times uh, that we weren't able to get a hit, yeah. I started to question myself. Hey, you know, this is something that uh, this is something that I might have to give up. Um, something that I love doing, and then you know, but realistically, I have to give up because I have a family already and yeah. uh, a couple of kids. Yeah. So and my wife is telling me, hey, you know, what's happening with you? <laughs> your, your, your your company is not producing a hit, and you know, you're you're always by by the edge, always, you know, a noose hanging around your neck. All so, the time. A guillotine, the time. my man. Yeah, it's guillotine, not even yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So it was hard, honestly. Uh, but like you said, it it had to take a lot of grit. Uh, I had really good people with me, working with me. 
Uh, my partners were there. I, I was very confident with their skills. Um, but, you know, uh, we, we, we tried, our, we always try our best when, whenever we make a game. But when it's out, you know, the data will always tell you the truth. <laughs> so it, it's really hard. Uh, you just have to really have a lot of grit, um, believe in your team, and again, <laughs> pray to God that you know something happens. <laughs> no, but dude, the reason why I'm, I'm I'm laughing here is because I it's not laugh that oh my god that's funny. I laugh because I have so many instances like that. But I'll just share because I'm what 10, 11, 12 years in the in the game now. This is my third startup podcast network Asia, right? Um, for the first two startups that I had, I was a solo founder more or less, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I really didn't have anyone to bounce off of. Um, and that was just incredibly hard because you're just alone with your thoughts. Yeah. And sometimes your thoughts can be your worst enemy yeah. because as much as you can have illogical confidence, right? Or irrational confidence, you can also have irrational doubt yeah. that would come in and just eat you up. And this, for the first time ever uh, in PNA, and we were being faced with stuff that I thought I, I knew a lot already, but then, you know, startup life just finds out, finds a way to humble you. <laughs> we were throwing shit that I've never encountered before, mm. you know, scaling stuff. Because the type of problems I used to have in, in guestlist.ph and partyfile and uh, chatbot.ph were literally survival stuff. Apparently, which is the hardest thing because it's like, holy shit, I just I need to survive. Yeah. But scaling is a whole other beast, man. Um, my, my point here is that I wouldn't have made it. Those, the, that voice of doubt that echoes through your head will eat you up worse at scaling because it's higher stakes and higher whatever. And if, uh, if, if I didn't have the co-founders that I had now and the team that I had now as an echo chamber, it, to get advice, we would have shut down a long time ago. Yeah, a yeah. long time ago. I agree. I agree. The people, the people surrounding you is the most important. Yeah, and that's why the best startups that you see thrive now are great teams. Mm. It's not just the tank. Yeah. You know, you need to have the right, the healer, the right components to just give you a chance for success. Not because it, 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 when you have that, you're already going to win. No, you just have a better chance. Right. You're, you're, which is in, in games, it's all about chances and, and probability, right? right? Now, I would now understand. I want to understand. Through all these suffering games, for sure, there's always going to be some very fun moments when you get that hit. Talk to me about the flip side, the man. What what okay. was what was it like when you finally got a hit and like holy fucking shit, we got it? Right? What <laughs> yeah. was that like, and what led through that? Well, uh, when uh, maybe I could talk one of our games now that okay. was kind of a hit. Uh, it was called okay. Vote Clicker. Uh, very okay. timely. It's it's a game about the elections, the last 2016 <laughs> elections. Okay, <clears throat> and. We got a lot of media coverage, uh, local media coverage, of course, because you know it's something new, it's it's different, um, and that was kind of exciting because you know first time uh, I had to speak on TV, uh, mm-hmm. do an interview, do some interviews, okay. so it was pretty exciting and say, oh, you know, ito na, this is the validation, this <laughs> this is what yes. we've been working for, mm-hmm. so it was really, uh, 
really exciting and like a very very uh, happy time for us. We we had, but I hosted the dinner at, at the house and everything. Like, hey, you know, it's, it's it's something that we have to celebrate for. And nice, yeah, it was an exciting time. Right now, let's talk about numbers here. Um, you talk about a hit, but what makes a game a hit? Where are there specific metrics? you look at that uh, this is different than the flops per se that yeah. you see. What are those metrics that you look for? We usually look at um, retention rate, player retention mm. rate. So how long or how many how many times a player comes back and play your game mm-hmm. from uh, day, day 7 to day 30. That's what we usually look for. 7 to um, 30. Okay. Yeah. The session time, uh, how yeah. long the player spends in a day or in, in one session playing your game. Yeah. And of course, the new downloads. Uh, mm. How many people are actually downloading your game from the from the stores? Yeah. Then we we try to compile everything, and then and and adjust usually. Now, okay, you know the retention rate is going is not too high, so let's let's add a couple more features to make to help it help it out. Uh, new new players are not coming in. Okay, let's spend a little bit for marketing uh, ads on Facebook, Instagram, those uh, kinds of things. Okay. That's great. So again, this is very, very startup y, really. Because at the end of the day, you know, uh, new new users, retention, right. are they churning? Or is their attrition bad and whatnot? So it really does translate. Yeah. Now, I want to understand how all of this led into Anito. Okay. What was the inflection point? Because the fact that you've survived this long and you've thrived this long as well is already a testament to again uh, to, to to your success because it's easy to fold hmm. and in in startup land guys at the end of the day anybody can say yeah i have a startup but there's this uh there's this kind of rule it's not even it's it's, it's not on it's not written but they always say that you really graduate as a startup if your company makes it past year 3 if you if you're still around and you're still alive and kicking and you're not a dead zombie startup and you're actually thriving, you make it past year three, you have something there. It might not be the success that you're looking for, but three years of startup plan can be of startup life can be equivalent to 10 years of normal employment. Okay. Real talk, right? So if you make it that far, then good job, right? If you're still afloat by that time. Um and you obviously did that. What what led to this big swing in Anito Legends? What was the main uh, catalysts? So making Anito Legends was an is a little in uh, was an interesting uh, like inflection point for us. Yeah. Um, at that time, I think twenty twenty uh, height of the pandemic, we actually completed a project for a Filipino startup called uh, Sparkpoint. Uh, they're Sparkpoint. also yeah they're also a cryptocurrency. Uh, they have their own cryptocurrency and they wanted the game. Uh, um, they're trying to get into the whole play to earn thing when, mm. you know, bef- before Axie exploded. Or YGG. And yeah, YGG. Got there. Mm. Yeah. And then the, after we completed that uh, project, they seeded us the idea that, hey, why not make a play to earn? You know, they were seeing that, okay, Axie's beginning to grow and, you know, you could easily make a game that could compete. And you know, we had a discussion, me and my partners, and 
like thought about it. Na, hey, do you want to get into this whole cryptocurrency thing? Because at that time we didn't know anything about it. We we had zero yes. knowledge. What is an NFT? There What's an go. NFT? You know how how do you make money here? Why would we want to get into it? This technology is so new. Is this for us? Yeah. And then uh, me personally, I said, hey, why not? Because you know, to be honest, at that stage of of our company, um, because we weren't really making like big hits or anything. Yeah. I was actually almost. Uh, I was thinking already. If you know, if you don't get into this, it's just I I want I want to stop the company. I want to stop making games. Oh already. my god! Because my, we, I mean, we're just there, but you know, not not moving the needle or anything. Right, right. So and I know that feeling. Yeah, very much. So, like shit. It's it's exhaustion, and then yeah. entrepreneurially and exhaustion sometimes yeah. is the saddest thing. Because yeah. deep in your heart of hearts, I'm pretty sure you want to go. Yeah, but the numbers and the 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 real things around you is just like oh my god, it's it's just yeah. not working, right? Yeah, it's it's beginning to yeah, not not look look it looks it looked very bleak at that time. Yeah, and my uh, wife actually gave me a, a deadline. Hey, you know you're you're thirty nine. <laughs> that's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> when you turn forty and you you haven't gotten a hit yet, okay, it's time to hang, time it, to up. hang it up. Yeah, okay, okay. So, got okay. It. so here we are, and here we are. <laughs> Doing web three games. <laughs> <laughs> For you, so, my wife. Shout out to you. There yeah. you go. <laughs> so, Amazing. So yeah, but basically we had that talk. Um, do we want to enter this new new space? Fairly new space. And okay. everybody wish you guys to do it. Uh yeah, it's the willingness to like learn new stuff and and it was very exciting. And the space is very we looked at all the games, the, the existing and coming up. Uh, play to earn games and we said no oh, hey you know not not to really not to really shit on them but you know we could easily do better, do better. because yeah. of our game game development experience yeah and yeah we were we were very excited coming in and saying okay let's let's do it it was just scary because you had chokois and tikbalangs behind you so <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't mess with those yeah, yeah. <laughs> alright now let's take our last break and when we come back let's talk about the game Anito Legends what's up what's up coming and if this is not the last round, but if this is the biggest home run swing of this superstar team, let's get deep into this game and why it's going to be amazing for everyone, especially the Filipino and the Filipino diaspora. Well, let's talk about that more after the break. Hey, Hustlers, it's time to talk business once again, and we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors, Sprout Solutions. And again, just like what I said at the start of the episode, you should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter as you grow your own startup. Because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level as you grow your employees. And this bundle is your key to freedom, including payroll outsourcing to experts, a subscription to timekeeping and attendance software, and government compliance services. Sprout's Payroll Starter has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game. And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions liberating your time for what truly matters. 
Hey, hustlers, wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents? Well, I got good news because today's sponsor, Uno Digital Bank, is here to help you achieve your financial goals. You can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Pilipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with Gcash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag UnoReady savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag UnoEarn or hashtag UnoBoost time deposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag UnoEarn in flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. Other app features include pay bills, the Uno Virtual Debit MasterCard, life insurance, scan and pay with QRPH, and phones. And the one thing that I really love about Uno Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like Uno can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hey, hustlers, I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023, and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. Not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor, Dragon Pay, is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels, giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. Dragon Pay is your trusted choice for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit Dragon Pay is. Dragon Pay was named FinTech of the Year at last year's Philippine FinTech Festival in 2023. So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the Dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer. Trust Dragon Pay. And we're back from the break. We are still with James Juan, now Anito Legends. You know, I, I love how um, this team went from uh, creating games or creating apps, creating games, and now they went supernatural and uh, summoned all these uh, Anitos from Filipino folklore and mythology yeah. to really go full swing, right? Most most people would just summon, you know, their friends, but they they went <laughs> super maligno, the maligno route, maligno. right? Uh, to get it, but. So you, you've decided, it's like, all right, let's do one, three. How do you guys start this out? Because again, it's new technology. Yeah. It's not yeah. like, yes, there, 
the old game development things do apply. But what were the new things you had to freaking learn because it's totally different now? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so first and foremost is figuring out how the blockchain and how cryptocurrency will come into the game. But okay. yung pala, the, the, the theories behind it is very similar to creating an in-game economy. So after mm. we learned that, okay, this is not so bad. And then we just used Kaya. some of the... The, yeah, Kaya. The, the, we okay. use some of the blockchain technology to basically verify some things and yeah. NFT ownership, all those things. But the core game really runs not, not really on the blockchain, but we call it off-chain. So okay. a lot of things are still in our control. Which so, is? If you're which gonna, is uh, yeah. the, the, the stats of the Anitos, you know, how strong and how weak they can be. Yeah. So we can easily play around with those, with those numbers. Um, and how much people would start earning um, because those things are off-chain so we can easily control that in case you know if people are earning too much we can scale it down and help the economy <laughs> yes correct um, it out yeah so but yeah basically it's it's having that blockchain and then smart contracts all implemented in the game those those are those were the things that we had to learn at, at, in the beginning but you know, it was thankfully easy to understand and you were able to start making the game. Got it. Typically, you guys had a one, one month turnaround time. What was, what, are the, what was the turnaround time with, in creating Anito and how did you create your first, say, prototype or MVP? Uh, actually, right now, it was, it was a good uh, prototype stage. When we first conceptualized the game, we, again, we were drawing from our experience. So we... Right. So, uh well in, not not sit down physically but you know had an online call yeah and had to brainstorm okay what are the concepts that we can do we we looked at all the other play to earn games axi uh monster infinite was one of the popular ones back then um Pegaxi wasn't out yet mm. uh but yeah we looked at those games and and saw okay what what makes it appealing because some of them are basically carbon copies of axi infinity which yeah. is a carbon, well, not really carbon, but a copy of uh, a game like uh, uh, Pokemon yes. uh, and a little bit of Hearthstone because of the cards. Right, right, correct. So we thought, okay, is this something that we also want to copy or do we want to make it easier for other players to enter? Because uh, the main main audience that we wanted to attract was, of course, the Philippines. Correct. And, I mean, you know, all those cards were written in English. And to your typical Pinoy player, I don't know if they you would like to like keep on reading or like memorize all the cards you know, to keep on playing to be competitive. Right. So we wanted to make it more casual friendly and uh, decided, okay, let's make our gameplay like an auto battler. And sense. then uh, the theme, of course, there we 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 basically got inspiration from Axie, took took it uh it's not really it's it's a very, the, the the designs are very cute, um, very distinct. So we want to ke- we we wanted to keep that aesthetic. So we we took that also, but the gameplay we changed it a bit, made it more casual. So that's that's whole concept. In in terms of the gameplay itself, so if for for those casual gamers also who are listening here, when you talk about Anito Legends, what are what's the specific characters or NFTs that they're looking at that we can mix and match? If if it 
you took a page off of Axie's um, success. What what are those things that is easily recognizable when they start playing the game, and what can they do? Uh, because obviously you're gonna have to breed, or you have to mint. I don't know what's a proper term, and then there there needs to be an earning mechanism here. Can you talk about that a little bit so that people that really want to uh, understand how this thing works can at least have a better understanding of how that works? Right. So to start the game, uh, you'd you'd have to buy uh, Anitos in our marketplace. Uh, you need three Anitos to start. That's basically the NFTs. So you buy it, you own it. Um, and then once you've, bought, you, once you've gotten it from the marketplace, uh, you can start playing uh, within yeah. the game. Uh, just log in with your, your uh, wallet, your MetaMask wallet, and then start playing. Um, there are two modes, single player and, and multiplayer modes. And if you're successful in, in either, uh, you can start earning the, the, the token called Ginto, which is, will have some value also when you sell it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you want to expand the roster or maybe sell more Anitos, you can breed it, like you said. Uh, in the game, we call it summoning. So you Someone. pair it up. Yeah, You have two, two Anitos, you pair them together and they start summoning a new Anito. Ano demonyo? Ano demonyo? And once that uh, new Anito comes, you can keep it as your roster or sell it or maybe even give it to your, your friends or family who wants yeah. to try and play. Yeah. That's amazing. So well, what are the four Anitos or the, the, the mamaus that you have here and why, what, why the, these four? Okay. So we have, of course, the popular Shokoy. Yes. Uh, and then I learned recently, uh, palang kiwig. What is a kiwig? Kiwig is a pigman, which is actually oh, it's like probably sh- one of your alaga that yeah. that more. <laughs> and uh, shapeshifter siya. You <laughs> so never know. Tayo. It's probably one of <laughs> your people. One of I your, your harvest. We're selling off and sometimes castrating. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, but yeah, basically that's the mythology of uh, the kiwi, and then we okay. have uh, sarangay, which is the the cowman. So, mahilig daw magluto si sarangay. Wow. Okay. So, why didn't you have like the more popular aswang or? Well, that's that's no. we're saving it for the oh, okay, okay. expansion. Sorry, I'm, yeah, I'm, okay. I'm looking out after for <laughs> that's for that's the for the future. Yeah, yeah. Mouse and what that right? So capre, capre. That's that's for the future, Ron. You're you're okay. jumping way ahead. I'm sorry, but uh, I just uh, I'm I'm betting all my money in kiwi yep. because that's been your business ever since. So <laughs> I'm biased I'm to the kiwi. There you go. <laughs> that guy looks scary, but okay. I, I want to now understand um, how you then built this up because again yes the dynamics from old school game dev apply yeah. but where did you guys face some some challenges over uh over developing it and then did you also have to expand your network because web3 is a totally different beast yeah, yeah. right uh, and yeah. how did you get that support needed uh, to push forward right so you're right we had to expand our network um Thankfully, we had uh, the support of Eric Su of X Capital. <laughs> He's been really a good help. They're our incubator. So basically, the incubate as in, as an incubator, they would help you with uh, uh, connections with uh, other VCs and other services that you will be needing. So at, at the very beginning, we had 
uh, a lot of VC introductions from wow. uh, X Network. It mm. was it was actually a little easy to pitch because you know they knew that okay you're incubated by X Network. Okay, we'll invest because wow. that's how established they are already. They they invest in projects that are are really good. So thankfully we were picked up by by Eric Su. Awesome. And yeah, and we had to learn a lot of new things uh, because usually the questions of the VCs are quite different. They they okay. tend to tend to look at the tokenomics and right. really pick that apart. Exactly. So you know, and this is something very new to us. So we had okay. to really learn on our feet. Um, at the beginning, of course, we, we were struggling to answer the questions, but mm-hmm. as time went on. Uh, we we understood how how the business worked, so yeah, so, uh, it so was easy. Let's to do pitch. that too for for our users, our users. See now, now I'm talking about <laughs> for our listeners here. What is to, what are tokenomics? Because again, um, typically when you do a fundraise, right? right. Um, you know, uh, you have you always have a slide when you say, "Hey, I'm a- a- asking for say a million bucks. Yeah, this is where I'm gonna spend it. Um, this is basically we call it use of use of funds." <laughs> Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Where you're gonna spend that money? Why the fuck are you raising? Right. Yeah. But for tokenomics, is it similar, or what, what? What is the dynamics of why you have tokenomics uh, in there? So the tokenomics in our case is basically a breakdown of where uh, the tokens are allocated to. The in this mm. case, our tokens called Laro. Okay. Uh, we have different allocations for seed round, private round. Uh, for for the economy of the game, uh, for marketing, etc., and it. each round will have uh, its own vesting schedule. So, mm-hmm. as a seed investor, when you want to come in and invest, you actually get tokens in return, Got and um, these tokens are released uh, in a schedule, in a vesting schedule. So you have Makes your cliff, sense. and then how many months? Uh, the first few months it will be like shares, percent. technically. Yeah, it's like shares. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You you could look at it as as shares. Uh, as we're we're like an IPO. You no, know, we're we're gonna IPO. Makes sense. We're, okay, Got we're it. pre-selling you shares. Good. Makes sense. So so if you're if you're here, it's like what the hell is it? So think of the tokens as the number of shares that you have, and as that the earlier you are, the cheaper it is for you to get them. Correct. Right, and because every single time they release new tokens, that that thing values up. <laughs> It's just the predetermined how many right. shares or how many tokens are pretty much um, released over a specific period of time or once right. you invest it out. Got right. it. Okay, perfect. Now, um, I want to understand uh, then how you then got to this point, right? Because uh, we started talking, what, like late last year, early this year, and a, a lot of... And I remember Gabby talking highly about you. So, okay, yeah. remember, guys, huh? You... If the Gab- Gabby of YGG is the one re- referring you, you must be fucking legit. So I didn't just get this guy at random, whatever. This was referred to by Gabby Dizon of YGG. So walk me through that. Um, how did you get to this point and what was the biggest milestone you guys hit? Uh, well, we started our fundraise last November. Yes. Uh, it was a bit easier back then because the market uh, for it's well, a bull market everywhere. It was a bull, yeah. It was bull market, so it was easy to to get the funding. Uh, then comes late, well, around December, then things started to uh, you dry know, up. Look, 
yeah, dry up. And investors were a little bit more wary of uh, shelling out yeah. investments. But we, we, we pushed on. We looked for more. Um, and our milestone, actually, we, we already, uh, I, don't, I, I can't say the number, but we hit a okay. good number for our fundraising. Nice. Um, and we're about to launch uh, this June. We uh-huh. were just closing up some deals. Uh, hopefully, by by end of May, we will want we'd want to uh, pre-sale our NFTs and then pre-sale the go. tokens shortly after. Mm-hmm. And then end of June, we want to launch the game. Okay, so if you're listening to this, literally as we launch it around early May, mid-May, and you're still around in June, this is the perfect time for you to get the OG kiwi that came from yeah. the farm. Okay. Because <laughs> if you got it, you'll be like a, the, what, the fifth generation kiwi already yeah. if you're buying it during the bear months. But if you're a gamer and if you want to participate early or you want to invest early, right? And then a lot of, you'll be surprised how many people or how many VCs actually or angels listen to the show. Mm. How can they participate if you're still in this phase where you're trying to close some deals? So they could participate by well for one um joining our discord it's at, uh it's all on our website just go to anitolegends.com um another if you're if you're a vc or an angel investor you could uh uh telegram me send me a CM, pm a telegram it's uh at inq54 inque54 that's okay. my it's gonna be in the show notes if you didn't catch that. Don't don't pull over if you're in the skyway or whatever. You don't <laughs> die, all right? No, please don't. You can't respond. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So yeah, if 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 you want to invest, just feel free to to uh, send me a message. If you want to look out for our token sales, we will announce our specific dates in our Discord channel first, and then of course at Twitter and everything. But we 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 give. Uh, our Discord community, the prime information first. Okay, first dibs right there. First All right, dibs. that's amazing. Now, James, um, before I let you go, if they, if this final uh, shout out to the whole community here and what they should look out for as Anito, if all these scary beasts that are kind of cute um, <laughs> come out in the next coming weeks and months, what should they look out for? And if they want to participate and say, reach out to you, how did they, where do they go and how did they do that? Yep. Uh, you can find all the information in our website. It's again, anitolegends.com. You can follow us in Twitter. It's at anitolegendsnft. Uh, we usually tweet a lot of um very interesting stuff on the game as well. And again, uh, if you want first dibs, join that Discord server. Uh, it's found. The link is found on our website. Just click on the Discord icon and you'll get into the Discord right away. Thank you so much, James. Those are my Anitos, but more realistic Anitos as you speak. But go, before, before I let you go, follow us on whatever podcast app when you're listening to it or Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any type of other podcast app you're listening to. But if you see some star rating, especially at Apple or Spotify, give us a five star so that we have an idea how we can actually make things better. Then again, we also have uh, show notes. If we did some jargon, it's going to be show notes on hustleshare.com. And lastly, if you want to be part of the community of Hustleshare, it's going to be the Hustleshare community on Facebook. Again, James, thank you very much. Thank you, Ron. Thank you for the opportunity. All right, and I'll see you guys in Anito Land. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace.